0: And I am Cameron, and we are the co-founders for Reach and Teach.
1: Five years ago, when we had this crazy idea to host a concert on campus, we had no clue the massive impact it would make on students.
0: To date, Reach and Teach has worked with over 160 schools, more than 6,000 students, And this podcast is just one more way for us to provide passion and confidence to students to the unconventional collaboration of education and entertainment.
2: From setup and soundboard operation to guest prep
1: and interview execution, this podcast is 100%
3: produced by students everybody I'm Kylie Davis and I'm MG Rooks and we're here at Fayetteville High School at the Reach and Teach concert. Our first guest today is Miss Green. She's our pre-k teacher at Fayetteville High School. She came along this year when we started our pre-k program and she's just going to talk a little bit about herself. She teaches an age group around four to five year olds and things like that so she's going to let y'all know a little bit about that.
1: Yes, thanks for having me. And um, this is my first year at Fayetteville. Um, I was a sub here before I actually was hired on as a full-time employee. Okay, that's cool. um, so I know a little bit about the school and the staff here, and a lot of the kids here. Um, I taught pre-K before coming to Fayetteville, um, so I know a, a lot of the kids here, and I'm so excited to be okay. here.
3: So you're like experienced with younger kids. Yes, and stuff too. Well, that's um, good. I taught pre-K
1: at uh, Marble City. Oh, wow. um, for 11 years before coming to Fitful. Wow.
3: wow, that's a long time. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to jump into some of these questions. So how has your experience been with teaching younger students?
1: I love teaching the younger students, especially pre-K. Um, you get to see how their growth through the year um, and how far they've come, especially in the pre-K classroom. You get to um, create an engaging classroom and a creative classroom, um, to promote their learning and their growth, and especially to promote their social and emotional development because that is very important yeah. at this age. Um, from birth to age 5 are the most important years um, of a child's mm-hmm. life for development, and this age group it is, is so important for that. Um, and just to see at the end of the school year of, of how far they've come and how much they've learned and how far they've grown, Um, I just I love this age group.
3: That's good. That's good. How like, okay, have you ever had a student where like you taught them maybe in pre-k and like you've seen them kind of grow up? Because I know especially at a, well, I guess now a pre-k through 12 school, we have some teachers like that taught me in kindergarten and now they've seen me as a sophomore and they're like, oh my gosh, like you're so grown up now. Like, do you have any students that you could recall? um, Like where you've been able to see that? What were your emotions?
1: yes um a lot of them here i see them in the hallway and yeah. when we were at marble city they called me miss stephanie here at marble city so here they're i'm miss green so they're like hey miss Steph, miss green how are you <laughs> and just and and the older and i love it um just to see them in the hallway and just to see how much they've grown and how much they have nourished and uh, it, it's just amazing oh wow.
3: i was just curious i thought I thought I just kind of want to know an opinion from like a teacher standpoint. Yeah, it's from an adult standpoint. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right, next question. What made you want to teach
2: younger students at Fethful or just younger students in general? Well, I was
1: already a sub here, as I said, and when I got hired, um, I was so excited to be at Fettwell because this is Fettwell's first year having a pre-K class. And I had already had the background of teaching pre-K for um, so many years, but it was kind of different um, pre-K in the public school yeah it's three first first class um osr so it's a little different than what pre-k i was teaching at marble city um but i was so excited to be able to be a part of the first class um yeah at at bett um and i've had so many um siblings here and now i have their younger siblings Mm -hmm. so i I love it i love me and miss hickman are both excited to be here um and then we are actually getting a new classroom so oh, we wow. will be moving hey. into our new classroom this summer. So we are very excited. Oh,
3: yay. That's really exciting. Yes. Well, thank you, Miss Green, for being here for us today. Yes, thank you. And just conversating with us a little about what we've been through. I mean, thank, just thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you, Miss Green. Hey everybody, we're back again with Mark Reed. He's one of our history teachers at Pebble High School. He's been here since around 2009. He teaches a diversity of our students and he's just gonna tell you a little bit about that.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think for the most part, dealing with our kids, Here at Fayetteville, for me, coming into the situation, it was new for me because I ended up teaching uh, two actual classes. I ended up teaching part English and part history uh, because I ended up taking over for a teacher that left uh, in September. So it was kind of the early part of the year. And so um, with going into that part, that was different for me. Like I said, I love history. That's my big thing. But it was also kind of fun, though, because it was more more along the lines of a literature class, which I love to read. And that's my thing. I'm a nerd about that. (laughs) And so for the most part, it worked out for me uh, well for that first year. Now, my second year, I went full-time history. So that, that part of it helped out.
3: Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, I would have never expected, honestly, that you would have <laughs> been a literature teacher at some point. But I mean, I can see that. Oh, there's connections. I, that. I mean,
0: that. they do overlap. They do yeah. overlap.
3: All right. So I'm just going to jump in some of these questions. So describe your experience with working with high school students at Pitbull. Um
0: I think working and, and I've, I've worked mostly with, with the high school students uh, throughout my career. Like I said, I'm getting a little long in the tooth on that side of it. But I did, uh, I did stop and do about about three years or seventh so grade. And that was an unbelievable experience. I'm telling you, it was awesome. I loved it.
3: Like a good, unbelievable? Or it like. was
0: great. It was awesome. I mean, <laughs> it was awesome. It really was. And, and so having a chance to kind of jump back and forth with that, getting into your high school though, I think for me, uh, more than anything else is getting a chance to kind of see from, from a, a young person's point of view and having a little bit of a, of a chance to understand, Hey man, this is, this is kind of how we see things and, and just respect those points of view and be able to share with them. Hey, Especially with history, these are these are kind of what we're looking at from this time period to where we are now. And I think that's pretty cool to kind of try to show that correlation. Yeah. Uh, a little bit along the lines of, of your current events to why, why events matter in the past.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good, too. Uh, just trying to look back on things that have happened, things that may happen in the future. Mm-hmm. You can kind oh, of yeah. almost correlate things when you know history and things oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Do you think that we'll have flying cars in the future?
0: Well, if, if we if we stay long enough with our technology, it may not be within the next 20 years, <laughs>
1: but I could
0: possibly see something like that. But, hey, everything depends on the energy source. I mean, that's, that's, that's that is, it, right, is right. it is what it is. Maybe the next, maybe that next Elon Musk will, will, will happen on that side of it, well, right?
3: I mean, we already have cars that can drive their cells. I mean, we're yes. not too far. We're not too far. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. How has teaching changed
2: you and how do you think education as a whole has changed over time?
0: I think for the most part, and we were talking about this earlier, I think there's still that you're still in that transition period where technology has allowed us to be able to to expand so much in regards to sources that, that students are provided today. But I still see that need for being able to put your thoughts down on a piece of paper. And making sure that you can you can comprehend and understand what someone in the past either wrote in a in a journal or even just a speech, and to make sure that hey we're we're still very confident in making sure we work on those skills, because the tech side of it, young folks and young folks got that you guys understand that part of it. It's just making sure that hey man we got we got to make sure we let that correlate over. And try to mesh those two to, uh, to, uh, better together I, I'm kind of like that I'm still kind of old school but I do like some of the new school as well because they that's just the way things are going
3: yeah yeah and I think me and mg both can kind of agree about putting something on a piece of paper like you're able to realize if you actually know about a certain topic or if you're kind of just guessing around because you know Mm -hmm. like we've talked about on a multiple choice test you can kind of just guess around it a little bit yeah it's got the elimination process exactly there you go but like on a written test or a written response you actually can like you have to be able to put something down on the piece of paper to know that you know what you're talking about that makes any sense all right. So what made you want to teach students in the first place? What or who inspired you? Uh,
0: one of the biggest individuals that that really had a huge impact on me uh, was my junior um, high school, uh, U.S. history teacher at one high school, uh, Susan Carlisle, uh, was a fantastic teacher. And I know we talked about this earlier. She she was able to teach her class in more of a college style format where I was introduced to, hey, the idea of, hey, you've got to sit there and you've got to be able to take those notes. You've got to understand what the what that in, the instructor is giving to you and that, hey, you're going to get that 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 essay style type of test totally prepared me for college. I was not stressed out whatsoever in regards of walking into my history classes at Jacksonville State. And so that was a huge thing for me. But she was able to kind of tell it in the sense of a story. No, And so with her notes, it, it really was, it was more, it was easier for me because I'm an auditory learner. So there you go. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I am. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I'm an auditory learner too. And being able to put something down like in a story. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I've got it. Oh yeah. I, if I can write it down, I got it. Oh, yeah. I guess that's what you say. I kind of took your line, but. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what are your opin- opinions on this Reach and Teach concert?
0: Well, this is, and like I said, we, we said this a few minutes ago and I'll come back to it. I think one of the biggest things about having an opportunity for, for individuals to, to learn on different levels and I've done this before my classrooms with projects. Um, We've done some pretty good uh, rap. We had some pretty good rap music when I was at Winterboro. I mean, <laughs> and, it, and it was and it literally, it was all based on, hey, this is our topic. This is our content. You've got to make it fit. Yep. And so hey, having a chance to listen to music, and music is so vital in our, in our culture today. Uh, no, matter what you're, no matter what age, uh, I, think it's, I think it's critical to be able to say, hey, we can use this as a, as a method and a tool to, to bring awareness more than anything else. And I, and I think that's big. That's huge. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And that reminds me about our um when we did projects on was it the 10 amendments or something? Yeah. And we had uh the right to song. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Merry Christmas and we did what song was it? Um Oh my goodness. Like on the first day hey, Thank you. There you, yeah. you go. That was, that was great. That was awesome. And, it really was yeah. awesome. That's and what I'm like, saying. now we have, like, we all kind of remember that now because yes. of that song. That helps me a lot, actually. It does yeah. help. Yeah. And I learned the quadratic formula from a.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It works. <laughs> hey, hey, it fits for you because, hey, we're all different learners and hey, our style is, hey, we're just trying to appeal to it. Exactly, I think it's yeah.
3: Exactly. Well, thank you, Coach Tree, for coming here and sitting with us and conversating yes. with us. Yes, right,
0: this is pretty neat. This is fun. <laughs> I like this, you guys. All right,
3: thanks, Coach. All right, thank thanks. You. All right, our last
2: guest, the legendary, one and only, Colin, Colin Rowan, Rowan our, our very own world champion Round of at Family High School. Round of yes, applause. applause. Round of applause. Yeah. Round of applause. Yes. <laughs> All right, Colin. So, just tell us about yourself.
4: You know, I moved to Fatville High School when I was in fourth grade. I've been riding bucking horses since I was about second grade. You know, I started off with a southeastern deal and the bareback riding. There was minis, you know. I qualified for Vegas two years riding the mini ponies, and I did not do how I expected. But, <laughs> you know, it's just I've got older, and, you know, I've had a mentor come and help me, Matt Smith, and he's just he's been there for me ever since, you know, he wanted to. And I talked to him at a PCA rodeo down the road from my house, and, he just helped me, and, you know, I asked him, and he's been to the house a couple of times. And, you know, it's just I'm blessed to have this opportunity and, you know, people behind me and helping me.
2: Yeah, yes. So I kind of just want to, like, talk a little bit more for these questions. So, like, where is, like, your favorite places you've been to for rodeos?
4: Uh, You know, I, I qualified for Las Vegas, Nevada in the junior NFR. But uh I don't know. I went out for – or I went out to – uh, Fort Worth, Texas for the junior Huey Patriot and you know that was a great experience because it's more a cowboy town out there yes, and yes. everything like so that. So you fit right in, Vegas was, <laughs> Vegas was crazy but you know there's about <laughs> half on both you know. I like both of them.
2: Alright. We'll get started with these questions. Okay. So how do you think bareback riding has shaped you into the person you are today?
4: You know bareback riding since I ever started you know the people and the community behind Behind this in the rodeo, you know they they want to see me achieve my goal and they want to help me every way possible. And you know they just they just they're always there. You know it doesn't matter if you get bucked off, you make a ninety point ride. It's just they you know hey, you can fix something every ride. And, you know they want to make sure you fix it and you know be there and yeah. make you go pro and see yeah. you do that.
3: Wow, that's I'm glad you have people to influence you and things like that. I feel like it's definitely like especially I mean like you're young too having oh, people. Yeah. To help you get to even a world champion at such a young age yeah. is you know, it's it's crazy. The,
4: the good Lord above blessed me and being this young of age and getting this far, but, you know, it's just people behind me has helped me a lot. Yeah,
3: yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm glad you got people standing behind you. Do you think your community or school has had influence on your aspirations to be right,
4: Oh, yeah, you know, Fettville High School, you know, they're only the two. Eh? There's not many people at this school, and, you know, every time I go here or go there, you know, they always hear about it, and, you know, they want to influence me to do good you know there's half the people here I don't even talk to at the school they'll text me like hey good job on your win or great ride you know they just they like I can tell they want to see me achieve my goals and accomplish this
2: yeah that's good that's good all right would you say that you are supported by your community and your decisions to ride
4: yeah you know my community I've been to several rodeos you know I, I was iffy on about going to you know Wanting to ride there because you know there's these different caliber of horses at these different rodeos, and out west they're a lot stronger and bigger. And you know I was you on going to the Huey Junior Patriot, but you know the people behind me, you know they pushed me, they text me, they told me like you know you got this, I know you can do it. You know they they just pushed me and support me in every yeah. way possible
3: have there ever been any times where like you were like afraid to go and ride bareback or anything oh, like yeah. that but like your community kind of backed you up and was like hey don't worry about it like you got oh yeah this.
4: you know yeah same way how i was talking about the Huey junior patriot that was just one horse you know i seen i drew him and this is probably the biggest horse i've ever got on and i had at least five people call me and was like it doesn't matter how big you know you're better than this horse yeah you can ride him you know Just do you and make sure you're good.
3: Yeah. Well I'm glad that you've came and just kind of showed your goals and your ambition to ride and even at such a young age you're able to become even a world champion. That's crazy for our small little two A school. We get to say, Hey, we got that world champion in our school. (laughs) Oh
4: yeah. It's it's a blessing.
2: So what would you tell somebody or what's the pointers that you could give somebody that is just starting out to rodeo? Like, is there any like secrets to it?
4: Yeah, you know, in my way, you know, I started a long time ago. Like I was really young, and it's it's harder if you get older and you know a lot older. Because many people, you gotta be have the athleticism to, yeah, you know, ride. But you can't be older and just now want to do it. You gotta start at a young age, and you know, you gotta build up and learn how to ride. It isn't just getting on and holding on. It's just the technique you have to do. You know, use your, you use a lot of body parts, and you yeah. know you gotta know the way to use them.
3: do you think like everybody has the same technique or do you think everybody has different types of techniques?
4: oh there's different techniques you know my trainer once told me you know don't always go to these different bareback riding schools because there's always they'll teach different ways and you know there's always the you know the standard of riding how to ride them but you know there's different people you know how they want to ride them or how they use their feet or where they you know how they sit on their horse but it's just you know, however you can do it, and it feels possible. It yeah. feels great. You know.
2: So, if you didn't have bareback riding, is there anything else that you think that you'd be doing right now?
4: Uh, Baseball, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, but, you know, I I didn't do that great this year. I didn't decide not to play, but, you know, I miss it, but I feel like God wanted me to ride bucking horses. That's where he pushed me to be, and <laughs> so I'd rather... Do yeah. That but baseball was a second priority, I guess. You know, <laughs> I liked it, but it's just not here anymore.
3: Yeah, well, that's understandable. I think we all have our own little pathway, but yeah. Well, thank you, Colin, for yes, being here with us Colin. today.
4: Oh, yeah, thank y'all,
3: and good
2: luck to be next world champion.
4: <laughs> Try to be. <laughs>